Welcome to another edition of Two Guys in a Pot Alone. Or whatever you're having. What's happening? What's going on, you potheads? Another fine day in the uh, uh, Kimball Tucky. Where are we? Where uh, Kimball Tucky. In the studio. 7467 Outer Space Drive. After a short hiatus for a week, so uh, we can mm. get away for a few days and back at her. Much needed. Ish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Way, On the ish side. Way you know. needed. Yeah, yeah. that was. Uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It, it's amazing I'm back, to be honest. I, you know, <laughs> I get up, I get up a, in God's country up there, and I just don't never want to leave. You know, it's just so beautiful. You know, the, the, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan is just an amazing, amazing, beautiful spot that, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. There's not much to see. There's a lot to see. And, you know, it's, I, I don't know. We saw some, uh, we saw some waterfalls. We saw some, uh, uh, went, to, went to Michigan's highest point. Oh, and, Castle uh, Rock? No. Or no. Mount Arban in the Huron Mountains. Okay, because yep. you, you, have you climbed uh, Castle Rock up in the UP? No, I have not. I have the sticker to prove it that I did those 300 and some odd stairs that, you know, when you get in St. Ignace and you go to Castle Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know yep. what you mean. Yep, and you climb yep. up and you get the overlook. Yeah, it's pretty, no. uh, pretty awesome. Mount Arban's higher. I've done it, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> then you got the mystery spot. Seventeen hundred. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Nineteen hundred and seventy feet, I believe. Is, really? Uh, yeah, Mount Arvon. That's a that's the highest point in the Huron Mountains up there. I can say I've not been there. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Well, you know, and we were joking about it because one of the people in our group wanted to go there, and uh, me and my my buddy that lives up there, you know, we were talking. It's like we've been up there so many times, stumbling and all that, and it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, you, you get up there and. All you see is trees, you know, because it's yeah. never, there's never a clearing, you know, especially especially this time of year where all the trees are going up. But but this year, somebody's been working on it, and I think they got smart and actually made a spot where you could you could see out, you could actually see Lake Superior. Really? Yeah. So it was it, it was beautiful. You could you know there was a good spot you could go there, and then of course they got the marker and the sign and all of that. So yeah, two guys in a bottle of uh, went and signed into the mailbox, and uh, at the top of there's a mailbox in there with a book in it. Really? So you can sign in. So yeah, two guys in a bottle of have actually been to uh, the top, the highest point of Michigan. So high five right <laughs> here, know. studio. I know, right? Studio right? high five right there. So that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so we made it. So <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that was one of the big big adventures, and then. Uh, of course, uh, Marquette's doing some really cool stuff down uh, every Thursday night in the summertime. They're doing, uh, I don't know if it's every night, but uh, it's uh, music music on 3rd. And they kind of line the streets, and there's, I don't know how many bands were down there, but um, they just, you know, every couple blocks they'll throw a band or uh, an act or whatever. Just see what's you going just, on. You can just walk down the street and listen to this group or walk down the street and right. listen to that group. and. And yeah. of course, you always got to end up at Black Rocks. You know, you got to go to the brewery. So, you know, we went, uh, we walked down to Black Rocks after. Why the wouldn't you? Right on. Right on. <laughs> and boy, has that changed. And, you know, I told him, I says, you know, if we could ever get one of those guys to do an interview, that is a great story in itself. The whole, the whole Black Rock story. And I know I told you a little bit about, you know, the two pharmacists right. that started off from the beginning. Exactly. Yep. You should see what and what's going on, what they're doing now, and oh, stuff. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's yep. just amazing to look at this building that started off as this little, you know, house on the corner, 
that you know they put some they put some uh, you know some brewers in there and right. you know it was a house in the corner with a bar that seated six you know and that that was it and and now it's uh, and there's nothing wrong with that a lot of small bars started out that way on Fort Myers Beach crazy. and it was just like little six seaters where they walk up yep. and you just walk up on the beach and they had to expand because it's just that cool little atmosphere you know and then yep. they had to expand and then it gets big and then you you know yeah. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna do. Uh, what turns into something else? You never know. Two yep. guys, two guys brewing beer in a bathtub while they were in college. <laughs> college turned into uh, turned into what it is now. And uh, I know because yeah. spot. If you go to Spotify, there's there's like thirty two guys in a bottle of doing something else, <laughs> and then you got to get to us, and it's like, right. God, all right, thanks Spotify, but we're on there. We have signed into Spotify, and we are on there, and we got listeners on Spotify. True story. My neighbor, in fact, is listening to us probably right now after he gets out of downtown right. um, uh, Port Huron tonight. For okay. The, uh, well, we got the boat night festivities going on. Yep, coming yep. up this weekend. Yep. Yep. Uh, downtown Port Huron. So, you know. And don't forget, it's National Hot Dog Day. It you is. Know, you, can't, you can't miss that either. How so, can you? You know. It's, you know? Uh, yeah. So what, Get what the corn dog. 721 today. So, yeah. National Hot Dog Day. I don't Yeah. That's, uh, get the <laughs> that's corn dog. Get the... Get the the mustard that's been sitting out there for like 10 hours or yesterday or last week or whatever carny show that they came from and you got the ketchup from the same show or whatever you know well the best whenever they is, feel like changing them out and you get some of that and mm, it's, yeah it's probably the same mustard that was sitting out there in the 90 degree heat last week so <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm yeah, saying dude yeah, yeah it's like i don't feel so good <laughs> what'd you eat elephant ear corn dog um you know, super slushy something from something we don't even know what it's called, <laughs> but it was like ten bucks, and we just had to order it. We just we just had to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then all the porta potties are already blowing out. You know, all the blue stuff is already turned to brown and green. And it's like, Yikes. dudes, really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Good time. You know, gotta love the mass. You know, the masses. You know. And, Feed them food, get them entertainment, and then see what happens. Well, it is it is festival time, so it uh, yeah, fun to watch, fun okay. to watch. Anyway, yeah, the big race this weekend. I you know, and for some reason, I was thinking it was last weekend. I don't know why what got into my head, but for some reason, I was thinking the the Mackinac race was last weekend, but it was Chicago last weekend, and so that yeah, and that and, and I guess I knew that because they almost well, we number one, we almost didn't make it home. Uh, of course, we left too early on Sunday. But number two, Chicago was actually talking about moving the finish line because um, did you hear about them shutting the Mackinac Bridge down on Sunday? I sure did not. Yeah, there was a bomb, a bomb threat. What? So some, in Michigan uh, on the bridge? Come on, man! So there was really. A, yep, and I haven't. No, seen I no, didn't. I honestly, I did not hear anything. Yeah, I, well, my buddy had. You were uh, up there, like we were on our way home. We came home Sunday. Sure. So I think we I left early because I wanted to miss all the uh, you know the uh, northern Michigan traffic that you know that, that happens on Sunday. So we for left, sure, if you know anything about seventy five coming back down, you know. And um, so I, we, I think we were across that bridge at like twelve thirty, and uh, and then I found out at two fifteen they shut the bridge right down both directions, <laughs> so what? the so the state police could come in and sweep it. You're already on the other side. We're already on home. the other side, so yeah, yeah, made it across. But, but um, yeah, I did see that they were talking about actually moving the finish line for um, for the Chicago race because 
nobody could get to the island, you know, from you know from that point because they couldn't go under the bridge. And yeah, and where are you going to go? Yeah, so there there is no I, other way. No, right? No, no, right. not unless you want to go all the way around and through Lake Superior. And you know, I'm well, not, you definitely have to. Uh, it that's a commitment. It turned a two that's, day race into a two week race. But. Right. That's a <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a that's a commitment. You know, one way or another, it's like okay, uh, you know. Plus, you got what line five running underneath that bridge, and yes. some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's been on the Straits of Mackinac for many, up, many up years. In, up in there, and you know, yeah, yeah. Not to forget about that, of course. You know, another Michigan thing going on up there. No, that's a uh, that's a few miles down there though, so I don't think everybody's going to hit that. Yeah, no, I know, but still, I'm just saying. You know, there's a lot. You know, we have that second part of Michigan up there. We do, you know, and you know. We honestly, we really don't talk about it that much, Mm-mm. you know, for the for for that upper land in that space and that territory up in you know Upper Michigan, you know, it's, it's a it's almost a forgotten territory in between Canada and Michigan. You yeah, know? it's just it's just sitting there, you know, like not you know like a no man's land. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And there's and there's so much to see. I mean, granted, it's so spread out, you know, and and and. You know, but but just between uh, you know Escanaba and uh, Marquette, I mean, those are some of the major towns. Munising, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're all beautiful areas. You know, the the, the pictured rocks in Munising, yep. and then we were talking when we went looking because we have a waterfall that we like to visit. That's uh, you know quite a ways up there, um, but a lot of times we go there when we're up there. And it's called Pinnacle Falls. But I was talking with my buddy, the the Uper, and uh, did you realize that in Michigan there's there's two hundred two hundred and three waterfalls in the state of michigan i would have never guessed that 200 of them are in the uh, the upper peninsula just up in the upper upper peninsula has 200 waterfalls i've seen i've seen the painted falls i've seen um other things we're gonna we were supposed to go canoeing through there and do all this other stuff i did not know there was that many up there yeah and it's and and just the ones we've seen i mean it's just you know it's just beautiful uh we've got some great pictures in fact uh, twan was up there with us (laughs) and we went to pinnacle falls so he had to climb it so I got, you know, make him do yeah. it. Oh yeah. He climbed all the way to the top of it and was hopscotching around up at the top of it. And you know, <laughs> I was waiting for him to come down the hard way, but, uh, oh, yeah, right. He, but he made it, he made it. So <laughs> fun, fun, man. No, yeah. I honestly, man, I love waterfalls. I built waterfalls. We're talking about aquascapes and some other things and some technique, you know, things that are going on and, you know, it's a, it's a peaceful state of mind. Sure it is. You know, sure yeah, it is. one way or another, however you get there, you know, and just to relax and, you know. But I did not know, honestly, there was 200, 200 waterfalls. 200 waterfalls in the, in the uh, upper peninsula just of up Michigan. Just up in the UP. Yep. Pretty yep. cool. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Where does that water come from? Uh... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Manitoba? <laughs> like, Ontario? Uh, I mean, I don't know all the providences of Canada, but it's got to it's got to come down from somewhere, right? Like yep. you know, I'm yep. just saying, you know, you got water level, and water's a true level, so it's like, where where's all this stuff coming from? Yeah. Well, you got a big bath of water right there, uh, you know, surrounding the the Upper Peninsula. And when we were reading some of the, um, when we went to, uh, it wasn't at uh, Mount Arvon, but we went to another spot, which is an overlook of uh, the of Big Bay and and uh, Independence Lake and Lake Superior. But I, I saw data on Lake Superior that I did not realize that Lake Superior is, uh, I believe, 200, I think the number was 294 feet deep at its deepest point. I mean, that's, no, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It is 1,700. Um, 
Yeah, it was. It was like 1,700 feet yeah, deep. Yeah, because I think Superior I, is the deepest lake of them all. It is. And because I remember going, you know what? That lake is as deep as that mountain that we were on the other was day. Was it tall? It's, it's tall, yeah. it was. I can't remember the exact number, but it was. I'm like, holy smokes. I had no idea Lake Superior was that deep. So, yeah, it's... Uh, so yeah, there's there's a body of water there that's feeding all those waterfalls for you. There's so. there's got to be something. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's always a mystery. It's like, you know, because I I work I work with water pool business, and it's just like the water table content. It's like, oh, you know, where 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 is that all the way around the world? And it sits in different places and doesn't like you can be like 500 feet in in another location around this area or whatever, and your dry is you're dry as dry and right. then you you just move over you don't even realize you know that you just drove maybe 500 feet but you also went down maybe 30 or 20 feet or, or 40 feet in 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 the water table content yeah so now now your well point that's over here is not the well point over here no you, know? no. you don't even realize it when you're running the roads because it's, it's it's not an insignificant um uh, change in the in in the road until you get to that destination where these water points are you know for what they do and uh, maybe that's the mystery of waterfalls like where does that water just keep coming from? yeah it's just, just, it just it's down. very weird to me it's a mystery it's been it's an enigma <laughs> to me where does this water just keep coming from from these these falls it just keep they just keep it just keeps you know, going it just keeps going and over but um, well, we no, haven't been short no. on water at all this past uh, couple mystery, of weeks, have the we? The mystery of the world's right. Yeah, water. Oh, jeez. Oh, I saw they shut down uh, <sighs> Detroit. Got uh, they Again. shut down ninety four and seventy five, and the lodge and all of that got shut down on Friday. There Again, was standing water. Just I mean, just uh, I think ninety four was shut down both ways, if I believe. My dad had called me, and he was concerned about some of the things that been going on with me for a minute. I've been off for ten days. I'll get into that later. But he's like, uh, yeah, if you got to get down and do this or something like that, he goes, uh, yeah. Me and one of his old firefighter buddies uh, were reminiscing, and they were downtown, and all of a sudden, this water rain had just come out of nowhere. And he just happened to be there and told me the story that he was actually downtown when those rains came, and he goes, it just came out of nowhere. Three and inches. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere and just started flooding the city. He goes, I've been a firefighter in, in you know, since the, the mid-60s, you know, 65, <laughs> 67. He goes, I've never seen anything like this. Never. Wow. In Detroit. Yeah. And he's been there his whole life. Yeah. Redford, Detroit, you know, um, I mean, all the suburbs, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> just for him and his and his buddy uh, Larry that were, were uh, walking around down there, I can't remember the reason whatever they were doing but they were probably visiting an old firehouse or reminiscing about some stuff and then that water came and he was like wow it's just so bizarre you couldn't get in you couldn't get out it was you know it's like we felt like we were trapped and then we realized that you know all the emergency exits and routes and stuff and we like we're getting the hell out of here and they just got in their stuff and they went out the back way like jefferson or something you know, to Gross Point yeah. and took the river down and got the hell out of there. It was like super stupid or crazy or whatever. There's a lot of major flood zones down there. And I know, you know, like the Southfield Freeway is always flooded whenever we get oh, yeah. heavy amounts of rain. You get that spot in the Southfield that's 10 mile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know 
I remember times that there's where been it changes eight, from like eight, seventy five or seventy to like fifty five. Yeah, there, right there. there there's the been cutoff, like eight or nine, and feet. it dips down, yep. and it's like that's that flood zone yep. where you just slow down. And, it's and like, those spots yeah. on six ninety six. I mean, there's just a lot of areas, but you know that's what happens when you don't put in infrastructure and you and you and you you know pave everything over and and don't put the right drainage systems in there. You know that rain hey. rainwater's got to co- go somewhere. Hey, brother. It was a good idea at the time. It was a good idea at the time. <laughs> you know, of course, um, you know they they all want to blame that on global warming. So you know that's that's the reason we're getting all this water. But um, according to NASA, I just saw this article last week. Apparently, they're saying more than likely that flooding is going to get worse before it gets better, and it's a um, it's due to a condition of what they what they're referring to as moon wobble. And because of the because okay. of the the wobble in the moon's orbit is um, is going to is going to create um, higher tides. Um, it's going to create uh, flooding and it's been doing that changing um, the astronomical cycles, and more than likely coastal cities um, because of the next moon wobble, which is expected to begin shortly. Um, they expect expect flooding to increase and and tides to to get higher um, just because of the moon. No kidding. Yeah, and you know so what was interesting to me, and you'll love this because now to me I'm reading that that's from NASA. NASA published this article, and I went okay. Now there's science, right? And that's science explaining you know the astrological. You know, I mean we all know the tides work by the moon phases and that type of thing, anyways. Right. And but nobody's talking about a wobble. No. And, and so I, I read that and then almost the day after I read that, I should have saved the article who posted the other thing. Um, it was almost the identical article that NASA wrote and I th- I don't want to I don't want to say for sure it was either, I don't I won't, I won't name the source cuz I don't remember who the source was, but it was a major media source prints this big article in their headline. And it, it basically flowed the exact same way, and it said record flooding to come to Earth caused by uh, climate change. Ah, uh, you know, so boom. you know, it, it. They didn't say anything about moon wobble. They didn't say anything about the astrology or anything, you know, the astrological condition or any of that. It was like, oh yeah, no, it's uh, flooding's coming, and it's you know, it's going to be because of the you know the climate change that uh, you know we're just not addressing. So. Uh, you know. and it's all these interested people <laughs> tapping their fingers, just doing the science and reading everything else that everybody's mm-hmm. talking about. Well, yeah, yeah we don't no. want to we don't want to blame bad, it on the bad. moon wobble. We're gonna we're gonna blame it on uh, global warming because that's the hot button right now that everybody's on. So don't push that button. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's I, I just I just found it interesting, but it is an interesting article that uh, um, that NASA put out. And it's a combination of information they got from um, the uh, NOAA and um, you know the the floods that we've had so far and how they're going to increase and 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 what's coming um you know over the next uh, i think they said five to ten years and mm. uh you know so it's well, going to get no- worse yeah well here's another dysfunctional um 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 intuitive uh, thing is that um yeah it's uh it, it's gonna flood and um we're gonna flood and um listen to the science Listen to the science. <laughs> and uh, weather changes. I don't know if you know that weather changes. <laughs> and it's just, I'm trying to be as dysfunctional <laughs> as I can with this. And be, you know, weather weather does change. 
Whether and, whether it changes or not. Whether or not. Whether or not it changes or not. But no, we're gonna get some flooding. Well, it, and we all no know. No shit, Einstein. Like really, you know. It's it's Mother like it's, Nature is already pissed off. I've been saying this. I think from like, you know, a couple of the first episodes. I think we did. Yeah. I, I talked about Mother Nature and how how mad she is right now. So well, it's all a cycle. Know, I mean, we all know that it's if, not a if, big surprise. If you look you know, at the if you look at the know, data over the years and what it's been there and the things that happen. Farmer's Almanac. It's uh, you know it's a hundred year cycle. And things that, you know, I mean, oh. all of a sudden you're going to get to a cycle where you have nothing but heat. And all of a sudden you're going to get to a cycle where you have nothing but cold. And you Bodie have, you in know, Point Brink, the 100-year wave. Exactly. You know, like Bodie, he just goes out and just, you know, he already knows he's effed up, man. So he just goes <laughs> out and he just commits suicide on the biggest wave in the 100-year storm of ever. You know, yep. it was like, wow, you know, everybody room. Keanu Reeves and, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze. Great movie. You know. But that's weather. Break. Yep. But that's weather, man. That's the the, the biggest, you know, wave you're ever like a hundred foot wave just coming in. You know, forget like earthquakes that, you know, create a, a tsunami or, you know, anything, you know, that way or whatever. This is just mother nature being mother nature. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. you know, so right. sometimes you just gotta deal with it. <laughs> and you know what? If you if you you know, if you any of our listeners and we we love all you guys but if you actually come to port huron you can actually go down to the river and see that the water level is pretty higher than it's ever been it just is and there's flooding on certain islands that we've talked about in yep. the past yeah and it, it just is it's just that the water levels rising you know what do we got like 73 percent of the earth is covered by water I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty accurate with that number. Pretty close. Yeah. And there's only 27% above ground. So Right, right. <laughs> Do your math. <laughs> and some of it's not very high above ground. And so. it's not. <laughs> so, you know, look at uh, Alabama or the states or the southern, you know, this way or whatever. And, you know, go to the Atlantic, go to the Pacific, go to, you know, any beaches. And everybody will tell you that, you know, erosion is a thing. <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. Sure it is. Well, just... Uh, Mackinac Island, um, you know, I, I, I from what we saw when we were up there last year, I was looking at the erosion that's on the uh, the east side of the island, and they actually said because you, you're familiar with the, uh, you know, the highway that goes all the way around loops the whole island. Yeah, you get a little so, loopy. So they were they were shutting that all down this spring as quickly as they could because they have to address the fact that they're losing most of the road. They have to go build new barriers and they have to take care of the erosion, or they're going to actually lose that whole road. So. That was a spring project, and that's just part of that's just part of erosion and water levels changing. And, well, and same yeah. with Florida. When I was down there, I mean, you got to put twenty four or twenty foot coral rocks up on on these beaches, just so the sand won't wash away. You know, just to stop the waves from crashing and breaking. And where I used to live, which was Sanibel Captiva Island, um, you when I first got down there in eighty six, um, you had one hundred fifty feet of beach. And now it's dwelled down to like a mound of a cliff that maybe, you know, is <laughs> like 20 feet high, but you got to go down like a sand dune. And then maybe you got like 30 feet of beach. And they drudge this thing for this island, you know, in, in Sanibel and Captiva. Just, and they got these barges out there that they're, they're drudging um, the sand that washes away that keeps these islands 
you know, right from eroding and right. going, you know, it's just they're gone and they're just pumping sand back on the beaches and it's just washing away as fast as they can do it just to just to maintain that, you know, you know, 1964. Yeah, it was a flourishing, you know, pirate island and, you know, or whatever in the 1800s or 17 or whatever, you know, and these used to be these big islands. Well, those treasures are long gone because they're they're 150 feet out in the, you know, what used to be an island is where they buried those treasures. They're gone, man. Yep. They're like, you know, 150, 300 feet away. Way, you know, it used to be an island. There's no more island. It just, they were just washing away. It's Shouldn't gone. those people just move instead of keep working <laughs> on that and keep building that back up? I know, and... but it's a tropical paradise and nobody <laughs> wants to give that up with their million and trillion dollar homes uh -huh. and billion dollar homes <laughs> out there. And we just love it. And it's like, yeah, it's so much fun. One way in and one way out to death. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then get you, gotta, the, you get the big one. And you got like, to rebuild it every five years when a hurricane comes through and wipes the whole thing out. Yep. And, yep. and it'll be like, uh, like, oh, my God, here's the big news for today. Sanibel Island got hit with a tidal wave or something like that. And like <laughs> 600 billionaires and millionaires lost their lives. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. You know what I mean? Making I'm not. Light of it, I know, but yeah. I'm not. But it's like, wow, man. You know. At the same time, it's like, when do you say enough's enough? Because how long do you keep <laughs> dumping sand and keep rebuilding walls? And you know, and I'll fund. Like, I'll fund that if you just put more sand in front of my house so it doesn't erode, <laughs> and I can just keep this. You know. Uh huh. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. That's all right. No, it seems it like a vicious cycle to me. It kind of is. It's really weird <laughs> when you when you actually walk out and you know. I've experienced this firsthand. That that's the only way I can really talk about this in, in truth. Um, is that, yeah, you walk out there and you got these beautiful sunsets, but you got these barges that are just drudging and just, you know, constantly pumping sand all the way on the beaches every time a storm or something comes in. Right. And what they do is that, and why the shelling is so marvelous and so exotic, and why so many people go down there and find these exotic shells is because hundreds of thousands of years of this you know the layers of the stuff that has just been laying in the bottom of the ocean is getting drudged up and then thrown back up onto the beaches and you get these really rare shells that are pretty super cool right you know right so i mean you know you know the good with the bad either way oh, yeah. Yeah. but it's you know you know but you know that, that's that that's that tourism ticket that they uh they sell you know yeah <laughs> yeah Come look at our shells, you know. Well, if it wasn't some, uh, if it wasn't for the big storm that blew over from the butterfly <laughs> right. effect from Africa, yeah, and then created this, and then we had to do this, and then we dredged up all these shells, you wouldn't be here. And then next month it'll be come look at the wreckage. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody wants to be here. Yeah, everything everything's dead. Everything died. Thanks a lot for showing up. Well, they had some tourism down there uh, last week. Did you see? Uh, did you see the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, close the deal once again this year? Twice in a row. Twice in a row. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning repeats their repeats the Stanley Cup championship. It's pretty bizarre that uh, you know. Yeah, lightning strikes twice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, I was rooting for Montreal, and, they, and it just wasn't even close. I mean, that was just such a such a blowout. You know, I, mean, I had a really good friend that was rooting for Montreal. Big well, time. yeah, because he's to. he's an original six, original eight mm -hmm. guy. You know, back in the day, we've talked hockey, you oh, yeah. know, several times or whatever. Yep. But he was he was dead set. You know, Montreal was gonna kick 
kick it all out. Yeah, yeah I, I like, didn't think it was going to go that smooth. I was I, like, uh, they give him a better run. I, said, than they I did, don't know, bro. Yeah, I said, like, good luck. You know, I was like, I just want to pat him on the back, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'd love to. I would have loved to have seen uh, Montreal, you know, f- do a little better and, and me too create more of a competition. But it really was. It was just quite a quite a lopsided series. So and then we got into that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with you on this one, I, Montreal all the way. You know, bring it back for a little bit. You know, something. You know, let let them do it. You yeah, know? yeah. Know, I was excited. No, they're long overdue. You yeah. know, they got they they got quite a quite a lengthy stink going of uh, of not winning that cup. So they're, uh, they're well. You got they're, yeah, they're you long got, due. No, they are. You know, a, a Canadian team needs to win. Sure, they you do. know, yep. uh, you know, Stanley. You know, I'm just saying. Well, there's always it, next year. <laughs> That's what all wings wings fans say. You know? Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. always next year. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, and it took so. a long time. Crimey, it took forty forty two mm. years before before the uh, wings won their 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 next cup. You know, that was a long stint for them too. And or, I'm not sure that Montreal isn't coming up far behind them as far as I can't remember how long it's been, but it's how long be, since they brought it back home. Yeah, it's mm. been a it's been a long time since they have so. Um, well, but, you got your expansion teams. You got these guys. You I know. know you see, you we got, got a, we got, got another one so coming. So many different, you know. The I mean, Seattle. You got the. Cr- I don't. I don't. Crack. Know. Hor- crack. Crack. <laughs> cr- cracking. Seattle, no, cracking. just say it. Yeah. Seattle crack horse. No, uh, cracking. <laughs> the uh, Seattle cracking. I think it's the cracking. You I got think. the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got the. Um, yeah, all these expansion teams, man. It's like boom. Oh. Las Vegas, the uh, Golden Nuggets, you know, right? And Golden uh, Golden Knights. Knights, Golden Knights, Golden Knights. Yeah, the Golden Knights. You got the gold. You know, I mean, yeah. There's a, uh, there's a. Uh, yeah, they just keep there's some competition, them out, expanding them out. But look, there's only gonna at at the end, only one of you guys, you guys fight all year just for one team to win. That's yep. it, and then <laughs> there it is. There's 32, 36 of you guys, you know, teams out there right now, and it's like you only get one chance every year just to win one thing. You know. <laughs> I guess you better. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, better play your hearts out, man. Get yeah. your groove on, man, because uh, you know you gotta want it. You know, and Tampa Bay, bad. Tampa Bay wanted it twice. Yes. Boom. Yep. Back to back. You know, good for Tampa Bay though. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Nope can't knock these guys no, you know you gotta I mean, give uh you gotta give uh steve eiserman a lot of credit for well what, what, you know i mean that's that's that was the i didn't want to bring that up no that's the, that's the big cog in the you know the wheel i mean that's that's when tampa started turning around so i mean whether he's still there or not the residual of what he did for that team is still playing out you know and that's and, and, and you know so that's a big part of it i mean you got to give you got to even though he's not there anymore you got to give eiserman his due for what he did for tampa and, if uh, anything, uh, for legacy's sake. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yep, for yep. sure. For I'll leave sure. it at legacy um, stake. Yes. There, there you go. Nope. So nope. what he did and what he can do and, you know, yep. obviously what he's capable of and all the above and stuff like that. But, you know, for Tampa to just come in and take it twice, you know, that's a Red Wing thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to back. I mean, Look at 97, 98, yep. you know, back to back, you know. I mean, yep. we've done it before, so. Four cups in six years, I think it was, or yeah. four, six or seven, but yeah, yeah. Dude, so. I was talking some hockey the other day, and I swear to God, and I want to see it. I want him I want him to prove it to me. He's got a Konstantinov signed jersey. Oh, okay. And I said, dude, you, you want me to believe you, 
you you bring it in because I want to see it. I just I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna do anything. But if you have one and it's signed from Constantina, I want to see it, please. Just in my lifetime, for no other reason, just me. You understand? And I was like, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to talk. That's the Russian Five right there. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Boom. That'd be pretty cool. And all the devastation that happened after that, and all the you know. Where we could have gone if that wouldn't happen, and this, well, you know, I mean, it's it's that that turnkey, it's that 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 luck, it's that thing, it's the groove, it's the weather, it's you know, it's who you like and who you don't like on social media. I mean, we could blame it on ten other things, but oh, don't know, get me started with social media. Oh, really? Oh, did I did I hit a nerve? Did I hit a button? Because I didn't know what was going on. Well, I know you got a whole bunch of stuff lined up. Did so, you did you cool. see the latest Facebook? You know, the the, the Facebook BS that. Uh, Are you familiar with uh, Jim Brady's? Restaurant, uh, uh, down Tom, in, down in Royal Oak. Tom Brady's brother. Uh, no, no relation. Oh, okay, no relation. Just no. Uh, Jim Brady's. I mean, it's a. I don't want to say. Well, it's it's a it's a higher end restaurant. Super nice, very quality, um, nice atmosphere. I I believe he's got two locations. He's got. Uh, um, yeah, it's probably not a place I would visit. Um, yeah, it, it's it's nice, you know. I mean, I, mean, I probably would, it, but you know. if you were in Royal Oak and looking for a nice place to eat, you know, it uh, it's definitely worth the trip. Okay. Um, I, I've done some business meetings at it before, and you know, different different things. Uh, <laughs> but the food's excellent. But anyways, great reputation. I believe he has two locations. I think he's got the one in Royal Oak, and I think he has another one in Ann Arbor. But anyways, the, you know, the Jim Brady name, which uh, his father started many many years ago. So the the owner, the current owner now is Tom. So Tom Tom Brady started a Facebook page for being a, Mich- his, being for, a Michigan boy for right. his restaurant, right. and Facebook shut it down for impersonating a um, for impersonating a uh, a, a football star. <laughs> they shut his they shut his Facebook page down because they said he was impersonating. <laughs> he says he says I've been I've, I've been Tom Brady for fifty three years. <laughs> And they've cut me I'm out of the laughing. Knees. It's like, I, <laughs> you know, how many how many Jim Smiths do you find on Facebook? John. John Smith. Oh, John Smith. Yeah, you John know, Smith. Uh, or or I, I, I talked about this story earlier uh, with a uh, thing that I got caught up with and someone lied about their name and you know, so, it was John Smith. I'm like, I mean, really, could you not come up with something more original you, you type to lie some, to the police besides John Smith? You t- you like, t- really? You're going to catch me up in this bullshit with your trap, with your John Smith crap? And then Tom Brady, you're telling me Tom Brady's got the same thing kind of going on, just like wrapped up in some... Well, apparently apparently because Tom Facebook Brady's name is, is, is associated Brady, with he can't he can't use his name to promote his restaurant. He, well, how uh, many Tom Brady's are out there? That's a good question. It would actually be Thomas. Fun. It would be fun to do Thomas. a a search right, on Facebook what, for Tom Brady and see how many pop up. That's what I'm saying. That, that why did Facebook pl- scrub him? Why? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I guarantee if you do a search on Facebook right now, you're going to find more than one Tom Brady. Tom Brady from Michigan. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I, I just, don't know. I'm just saying, bro. Just, uh, just. Uh, no, it's 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 kind of it's Facebook's kinda, latest. It's kind of comical. It's and then probably the re- not to not, probably well, not, not to him. him. No, not to him. <laughs> but the retraction, what was comical to me, was the uh, Biden retraction, uh, where he blamed, uh, you know, Facebook for uh, killing you know, people. 
Well, yeah, killing people and spreading false information and some other stuff, you know. But then he had to come back and he was like, oh, you know, I was off my meds or something. And, you know, I had to redact my, uh, you know. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> previous maybe, statement maybe or whatever. But, maybe yeah. Not. No, he blamed F- Facebook for uh, spreading false information about COVID. I know. Yeah. Yeah. What a crazy mofo. Yeah. 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 He's killing people. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So is, uh, so is, uh, so is Biden. But, uh... <laughs> Kamala. Well, I like the I like the one today that stood out to me. Did you see that? um, Did you see that? You know, and and I'm sure you saw this the other day that um, Canada announced that they're going to open their borders back up as of August 9th. That's pretty weird. Well, they came out last week and they announced that they were opening opening the border back up uh, August 9th. And so then the uh, the uh, White House came out today. And they announced that they're gonna, they're not gonna let them. Uh, uh, have, it's not gonna, they're not gonna open the border till the twenty first. They're moving it ahead. So even though, even though the uh, the Canadians said they're gonna open it up, the uh, the the White House has decided no, they're gonna keep the border closed um, longer and all the way to the twenty first. So and what the what does the difference make in the end, like two weeks or this week, with you know the type of situation that we're in? Like, I mean. Is it that much more preventative medicine-ish, or is it just like you know, someone just thought that that was just a better idea? I, you I, know, I don't who know. knows who knows what know. the reasoning behind it is. I, and, I don't and, know the and, reasoning. And, you know, and, and when the other thing that they're can. saying is, as long as you're vaccinated, and that's what the Canadians said too, as long as you're vaccinated, you can travel across the border. And the White House basically said the same thing. They're going to open it on the twenty-first, as long as long as you're vaccinated. So my and they're going to also do the same thing with the Mexican border. They're going to open that back up too, but that's so, been so, open for six so months. The, so the way it works Biden's right now is <laughs> is right now you can't travel to, out of the country to Canada or Mexico, and you can't come in from Canada or Mexico whether you're vaccinated or not. But if you're an illegal immigrant and unvaccinated, you can come right across. Go, but, go, go try to go but, try to go to can go I, try to go to Mexico right can now. I, can I can I go to Mexico? Nope. Can can I get my stapler? Nope. Can can I go to Canada? You can get your stapler. Can 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 I go to Puerto Rico? <laughs> so I didn't even think about the shot of the week this week. Here we are, forty-two minutes into the show, and I didn't even think about the shot of the week. So well, I know because we've been eating peanuts. I didn't know if uh, I don't know if we can talk the robot bartender into doing a doing a, uh, a a bartender's choice and uh coming up she with the shot a, of the week she is a lovely creature manifested by her own <laughs> imagination she is she is half woman half robot <laughs> and she is a genius beyond her years with her creations and she can multitask better than any dysfunctional other previous half-human robot bartender in existence to this day i will put her up against any half-human half-robot bartender right now and if you have anything to say about it you need to contact texas right now and see what you're dealing with because i tell you what you ain't got a robot bartender I feel like I was going on a rant there for a minute, but I just... It's, it's starting to scare me. I know. No. Those look white. <laughs> those are some white shots. Are you, are you sure those aren't canceled? 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Those are some white shots. I I drink gold, golden color Jack Daniels, uh, you know, Lynchburg, Tennessee whiskey, Jack Daniels kind of shots. And wow. Coconut covered banana. Coconut covered Whoa! banana. Whoa! Well, I think it's probably. Uh, Time to have a coconut-covered banana for the shot of the week. Everybody! Since we are, summer's not over. Summer's not over. Since we're uh, since we're uh, already 45 minutes into the show, I think we're going to probably be in big trouble with Gary, Larry, Jerry. So, I seen him. I heard. I know. Here you go, Larry, Jerry, Gary. Back to you. Back in the day. Back in the time when we used to do it. And then you, I haven't seen you in like what year and a half. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, while you drink your shot, we'll, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it out. I'll let you. I'll let you stuff that one down, and I can ask you about your friend Michael Avenatti. I don't have a friend named. <laughs> I, I. Not that I know of. Um, <coughs> do I? Did you see he finally got sentenced? Did he? Yes. Nah. Yes. He he received his a friend first of sentence. a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. And he's get he's doing thirty months. And friend of a friend of a friend that I you don't know me. Had to laugh because uh, I listened to uh, Geraldo Rivera went off on a on a rant about um, you know he basically he called him a loathsome creature. But what was funny was when he was going through and talking about this story, um, just flashing back to what we saw last year with Avenatti when. When, you know, uh, I, th- I don't think that was last year. I think that was the year before when he was trying to press charges and file suits against uh, President Trump and, and you know, the, the whole story with the stripper and, and all of that. And he kind of just became this, this media Sh-boom. superstar. And then just went, bam! And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see somebody rise up, so high and fall so far so fast. And then, you know, now he gets his 30-month sentence, and now I believe he's heading for his next trial because I think there's three more trials that he's... Oh, is he, is he on trial or is he trying somebody? No, he's he's being tried. He, he's been convicted of I'm the sorry. first one, and he got That's 30 my humor. months for that. That's my humor. But, um, you know, now, now he's got to face, I believe there's three more um, for... I don't remember how much money is involved for, the, for basically the people that he screwed out of you know, money when he was when he was playing this game. But I, I found this little clip. It was kind of a neat flashback to go and listen. You know, you remember thinking back to, I mean, he was just, you know, the media superstar. And any time there was, you know, there was a spot for Avenue 9 to show up on somebody's new show, they were just raving over and fawning over well, him. I and, think I, and he was supposed to be even, he was running in the presidential primary and talked about, you know, well, running for I, president. And, I, not to cut you off, but I think what happened is Fauci took his spot. Right. <laughs> But this is just a little flashback that I found, and uh, it, it was kind of neat to, to go back and, and remember some of this when it was going on because now you've got a convicted convicted felon that's going to jail and getting, and who knows how much prison time he's going to end up by the time all these trials are done, but listen to some of this. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare, Michael Avenatti. Joining us once again is Michael Avenatti. Let's bring in Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti, thank you very much. He's out there saving the <laughs> Look, country. Don Meacham says he may be the savior of the republic. You are something of a folk hero now. I owe Michael Avenatti an apology. I've been saying enough already, Michael. I've seen you everywhere. What do you have left to say? I was wrong, brother. You have a lot to say. I uh, am just dying to hear what you think. These people all like you. I'm the only person right here. 
Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. We think you guys are the tip of the spear that's going to take down Donald Trump. Michael Avenatti's a beast. Okay, that's true. And he, he's a beast. He's a beast. I hand it to yeah. her and I hand it to Michael Avenatti. But he has a great, bigger calling here. That being a lawyer is minimal compared to what he's doing. No one has talked tougher directly to Donald Trump on TV than Michael Avenatti. And Donald Trump is afraid to mention his name. And on and on and on and on. And it's like, you know, you, you sure would like to be a fly on the wall to hear what they're saying, what they're thinking now. Because, I mean, he was just, they all fawned over him. Well, I, w- I would like to point out one point. Is that um, if if you've been watching the news or anybody's watching the news, not unlike me, you know, very much anymore because of the, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of watching the Biden channel, uh, either on Fox or, and I don't watch CNN. But Geraldo was on Fox and said that um, there was that shooting over there at um, National National Park. Yes. And they had the shooting and, and you know, the six-year-old girl died and this and that. And uh, what what had happened is that um, all those CNN people over there had season t- t- tickets to go see, you know, their athletes or whatever and this and that. And that happened and gunshots rang out and then boom, boom, boom. And Geraldo's daughter was in that audience. And now, all of a sudden, suddenly, CNN wants to cover crime or, you know, whatever. Uh, what they've been oblivious to for, you know, the last year and a half ish you know well now it but, became real to them but now but because it, it it hit close you know but now it just raises that much more attention and they they're covering it and it's like wow okay finally wow uh i mean what do we you know what's the the where's that woke where's that wake up where's the thing where you know where's everybody been you know for a year and a half you know but now all of a sudden because it hits closer to home just like Whitmore with the kidnapping, just like, I mean, I I got so many different scenarios that I can just run through when it hits closer to home, but you don't cover it because I don't know why you didn't cover it because it, it's that closer to home. Like, you got people in uh, uh, Minneapolis, you got people in Chicago, you got people in this state, you know, Texas, the border. I mean, I can go on and on, Oregon, Seattle, and just rattle off uh, 10 different cities and uh, now now you know because it's like uh you're you're that close to it you know finally like you know you're gonna say something or do something or report about something like well, it cnn didn't fit the narrative oh before. good job cnn you know like wow impressive man because you ain't the world is flip-flopped i just don't see the you know what's going on and you know I think that's why so many people are confused as to you know, how to react to the media-ish. Well, you can't hardly believe you know most of what you see from the media sources anymore. And as we talked about before, you know you have to do you but, have to do your own due diligence, and you have to you know find out for yourself and, and dig a little deeper because um, you know there's just so much. But what I'm I, I guess what I'm meaning is that the, the the people that you trust and the people that you listen to. And then you find out that their affiliates or, or their daughters or their coworkers or somebody else is also affiliated because, you know, um, you know, I, I work for Fox or, you know, but I got friends in CNN, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. And, you know, it's mutual. It's just, you know, I mean, it's the oxymoron of, of the conspiracy theorist uh, bullshit. I'm, I'm sorry. I 
did go off on a rant, but I took it this way and I took it that way. But it's like, seriously, man, I mean, wow. Who knows who? Who's in cahoots with who? Who's lying to who? Who knows the truth? Who knows this? Who knows that? You know, please. It's like, wow. But at the same time, you know, we're sitting here down on this level and we're dealing with this crap. All the people that is doing what they're doing and lying to us and this and that. Or telling this truth. Somebody's trying to tell us the truth, but it's covered up in this way and the other way. It's like, you know, what do you believe anymore? You know, I guess that's my point. So what 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 do you believe? I mean, do you got you got anything on, on that, you know, I guess? I or, I or, believe or, it's I mean, uh it's time to head for the deep dives. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry guys. No. It wouldn't be the preacher man if I didn't, you know, preach a little bit of something, you know. No, I'm here to help to confuse people, you know. I understand. I, I did put that on my Facebook the other day. I'm like, I'm always help. I'm always here to help you guys to confuse you as much as I can. <laughs> They're like, you got that right, brother. <laughs> but it's fun, man. You know, I mean, you got to put people in check sometimes. You got to. So how'd you do for a deep dive this week? Oh, pretty good, man. What you got? Are we recording? <laughs> We're always recording, aren't we? Typically, yes. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. got the archives of archives going back down. Right? Right on. Um, let me just play something. I'm going to see Alice Cooper and Ace Fraley September Uh at DTE, I do believe they're coming, and we're gonna rock the house, man. Awesome. Yeah. So, but no, that's not my deep dive. This is a weird one for me, and we had talked about this earlier. And um, I was driving out somewhere, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of uh, something real quick. Uh, driving out, and we're letting dogs out for uh, my girlfriend's uh, daughter, and this and that, and these two foxes just ran out right in front of us. But at the same time. Never seen anything like like two foxes running right out in front of the vehicle. You just don't see it. It just doesn't happen, you know, right? But at the same time, this song was playing right, I mean, almost at the right time where I haven't heard this song, you know, 1975, and the, the foxes run out right in front of the road, and it's just, I was just getting ready because I've been listening to the song for like three minutes, and they, they're just getting ready to get into this guitar solo that I I haven't heard in years. And I was like, you know, talk about coincidences or other things or something like that, but it was like, wow, man, you know, these two foxes run out in front of the vehicle, and this is going on. And it was like, all right, pretty cool. So anyway, uh, I, I, I don't even know why I associated the two things together, but anyway. But uh, here you go. Check this out.
Baker Street. I was just rocking it out, like 106.3, man, like some Canadian stuff or whatever. Anyway, walk in the studio, and I'm like, hey, man, I got some pretty cool stuff about some, uh, you know, stuff that happened with some foxes or something like this, and I was just jamming down the road and then like this, and then I had to explain it to Scooter, and we did the whole thing, and he goes, hey, he goes, you need to check this out. And I was like, get the front door, bro. I said, I didn't know anything about this. And he goes, you got to check this out. And I was like, I do, because I didn't know anything about it. And he goes, check this out. And I was like, here we go. Fighters did a version of Baker Street. I said, get the front door, man. That was pretty cool. And I listened to, we were in the studio, and I listened to both versions. Pretty badass. Either one, doesn't matter. I don't care which one you listen to. Still pretty cool. You listen to the original, listen to Foo Fighters, I'll give it to them. I'll give them two thumbs up right now with the foo-foo. Because, you know, I'm not a foo-foo. You're a foo-foo. I, I need to be convinced that I'm a foo-foo and listen to that. Now I think you just put me over the edge for some foo-foo stuff. And I haven't even started on you yet. Well, you didn't even get no, well, you didn't even get me. You know, didn't even have to work me that hard you yeah. know, to get me that way. It's a great cover. You know, it's just one of those ones that um, I mean, in Rafferty's version, I mean, that's that still holds the test of time, you know, from back in what was that? 75, 75 was just like. You know, it's still a great tune, still a, you know, still a great song. But, um, yeah, 20 years later for uh, Dave Grohl to, to pick that one up and, and the Foo Fighters covered it. And, you know, and they did a good job of, of covering it and keeping the integrity of the song, but still, like we've talked about, making it their own. You know, they made enough changes to it and did enough different stuff to it that, you know, they truly, they made it made it their own. And, and yeah, it is a, it's, it's one of my it's one of my all time favorite covers. And it's you know it is pretty cool. Great song in the first place. But, I think uh, I think we sat in the studio like a couple weeks ago or whatever, and we were doing like some um, um, karaoke kind of stuff or whatever <laughs> right, after right. after one of the shows that shouldn't have been one of the shows or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then we were all just sitting here singing or something like that. And I don't know if that got stuck in my brain or whatever, but I, I like I just couldn't let it go, and it was just embedded in there. And and then to hear it, you know, and for, you know. Like I said, the two foxes ran out in front of me, and then we were doing this, and it was like right in front of the guitar solo, and everything came back, and I'm like, bam, that's my deep dive. All right. <laughs> it's like, and then you pull up, I come into the studio, and you go, <laughs> boom, I got a Foo Fighter version of Baker Street 
the, the shit that you're talking about. I was like, come on, man. I couldn't believe it. I didn't. I really didn't believe you, did I? No, no, you didn't. That's funny. You weren't familiar with that because that's been around for over ten years. <clears throat> you know, I think that was '97 that uh, the yeah, Fighters covered that. Like, and, bro, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm a fan of both. I tell you that. I mean, you get you, I, you tip the scales on the Foo Fight that thing for me right now. I, I'm I'm leaning more Foo Fighter. I got to listen to some more stuff. I get I'll you, tell there. you I'll get I know. You there. There's more. I, to, there's you more. You get to me come. there. I'll listen to it, brother. But I can't believe. That Baker Street man, that that I don't care what level or where I was, it, you already push it over the, the <laughs> threshold of the halfway mark. So pretty cool. Well, thanks, brother. Well, I do appreciate it. it. That was my you deep dive. It. Baker Street man, check out both those versions, man. Highly recommended. Pretty cool because I list we listened to both of them in the studio, you know, yep. back to back. So yep. good yep. times. Well, I went somewhere completely different tonight, and uh, we're going to blame this. Uh, we're going to blame this on Tom Morello once again. Um, <laughs> and, and, and this week, I caught Tom Morello, and actually, uh, both both uh, you know this week and next week are going to be um, are going to be deep dives that uh, Tom Morello uh, he did. Uh, I caught his show on uh, Lithium this week because he, he kind of bounces around to the different channels. So this I is, think uh, when I used to come in the studio, I think uh, Lithium was one of my the one channels that I used to love listening to while we were getting ready to do the show. Right? It was, Lithium. it was. So yeah. this is uh Tom Morello's radio commandante, but, uh, that he does on lithium. And, uh, um, it was a good show. I, I sat there. I, I, so I sat in my lawn chair with my bloody Mary in my hand <laughs> and my little Bluetooth speaker sitting on the end of the dock in the sunshine <laughs> at the lake. Sitting listening, on the listening. deck of a bay. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, the robot bartender was out there in the tube, about 50 feet out in the water, just floating around the tube, soaking in the sun. And uh, we listened to uh, Tom Morello's show on, uh, I believe that was Thursday. So, uh, But this is one of the songs I picked up, and it was almost somebody that I forgot completely about. And you can call this you can call this a love song. You can call this a life song. You can call this whatever you want to. But no, be to be honest with our with our listeners, I have no idea where you're going. No, this. I'm sure you don't. No, but not, I'll, not, I'll, not I'll a clue. You, I'll give no. you uh, I'll give you the name. Do you remember Leonard Cohen? Yeah, I, I love Leonard Cohen. Well, and there is, and that's exactly where I'm going because. Now, uh, you know, go ahead. Leonard Cohen, I mean, you know, Canadian singer, songwriter. He's been around a long been time. Been around a long time. Long He's worked time. with a lot of different groups. Uh, Does a done great a lot version of, of uh, the Concrete Blonde, which is a favorite of mine. Um, anyway, but continue. Well, and probably one of the biggest things he was known of back in, you know, back in when he was really doing more of his own, you know, singing his own music was Hallelujah, which has been covered by everybody and anybody. But yes. his version of Hallelujah is just kind of, you know, stood that it, it kind of got the ball rolling, I guess, if you will. I think I've actually slipped up and put five bucks in the jukebox that you own in the bar that I used to work at and actually played that song. Yep. I know I have. Yep. Hallelujah. Yep. It's, well, it's, it's been very, redone and redone. It's, it's been very done by, cool. You know, it's done by, uh, oh, boy, I can't even go on it, the names of the people that have redone that. But. This is one of uh, Leonard Cohen's lesser-known songs. Wow. Like I say, called a called I'm a impressed. Love... I'm impressed with your deep dive, man, because I know I have played this song on the jukebox as just a Leonard Cohen fan, you know, once or twice. I know I've had, and I love this version. Well, you can call it a love song or a hate song or whatever, but this is uh, this is the end of uh, one of the songs that he did back in the '70s called "Happens to the Heart." Oh. I was always working steady, but I never 
called it art. It was just some old convention, like the horse before the cart. I had no trouble betting on the flood against the art. You see, I knew about the ending. What happens to the heart? To hear Leonard Cohen and Tom Waits do a song, Tom Watts. Well, yeah, Leonard I don't know Cohen. if that ever happened, and uh, it's probably not going to happen uh, at this stage of the game because uh, Leonard Cohen has been gone since uh, 2016. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, super talented, you know, and I mean not just from his singing and. Uh, um, but you know his his writing, his production. I mean, he wrote for a lot of bands, a lot of. That groups, was brilliant. Uh, Just listening to that was, you know, it, it touched me, man, because it was like. It's a deep I, song, it, and and like I say, it can you be need interpreted. To feel, you need so to feel many ways. something so many different ways. I mean, we all need to connect with that music and that dance. Yeah. I mean, dance is universal. I mean, when you get that soul and you get something going in here, I mean, we've had so many. Listen. It, We've had so many good times in here just sitting there listening to, you know, the songs that we love and going through and doing, you know, our own versions of karaoke and our, our versions and our deep dives and stuff like that and what we get into. And it's been so much fun, you know, uh, you know, just singing and dancing and whatever, you know, it's just that release, you know, that you get when, you know, you listen to a song and it, it just feels so good. And that was pretty cool, man. Well, if you get a chance, check that one out from the beginning because um, it's a it's a pretty neat song. If anything out of the end of that touched you at all, and you wanna you wanna hear more, make sure you check it out from the beginning because uh, uh, it's just one of those songs that uh, you know it's all subject to interpretation and how it makes you feel and how it listen you know what you, what you hear when you listen to it. So, yeah, Leonard Leonard Cohen and uh, what happens to the heart. So that's. Uh, that's a good one for you to check out, and I'll try to put a link into that in the in the show notes too, if you want to hear the whole thing. So obviously we can't play it here, but but uh, at that point, well I, anyway. Uh, oh, oh, hold on! I, I don't mean to cut you off one more time, but again? Uh, I know. But as far as the deep dive, I was listening, and uh, we were on speakerphone. I was listening to the Gina and her mother talking and something like that, and they were listening to radio. And Billy Idol come on and says, "Money, money, money, money." Now this is an eighty-year-old lady, and she goes, "I, I like watching the Billy Idol videos on TV back on MTV. You know, I really liked him, man. He was really cool. You know, right. stuff. And this is an eighty-year-old lady, you know, going back, you know, MTV days, you know, back thirty years ago, and you know, and then you hear that one song from uh, Billy Idol, and it was like, you know, nineteen eighty-three, like." Money, 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 money. Come on, come on. You know, so, and she's just jamming out. And she's like, I don't know why, but I just, I had to get up. And I, was, I had that thing, you know. And you hear that song, right? 
and yep. that's 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 the part of that groove. It's the hook. It's the whole thing, you know. As long you know, you'll never forget it, you know, and it makes you feel something, and it, that's pretty cool. But I definitely, dude, I definitely appreciate that uh, Leonard Cohen deep dive right there because that that's pretty cool. Because I've never heard that one. I thought you were gonna play Hallelujah or Hallelujah, you know, which I've, I which I played on the jukebox at the end of the night, you know. And, uh, but yeah, you totally went that way. So, but pretty cool. Yep. Good stuff. Something completely different. Yeah. So, how'd you do with your top eleven tonight? Oh, do you really? You got time for this or no? Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll make time. What time? What time are we looking at? Uh, nine oh six. Nine oh six. How many hours into the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, man. All right. Well, since I am the preacher man and, uh, you know, of uh, two guys in a bottle of love and I am the infinite uh, wisdom, hold on, director, infinite wisdom director um, to things to uh, fortitude to have uh, come to pass and days of future have uh, passed us by. And we have the future and we have the past. And here are some questions that... Um, might come to um might be a little bit ahead of its time and you know might you know be some of the past you know where where we need to uh, think where we are in time with uh some of these questions so if that intrigues you <laughs> intrigues is that a word intrigues not that i'm aware of no let me say it again intrigues don't think so <laughs> All right, say it for me. I'm driving. <laughs> Remember that one time? At band camp? At band camp. All right. I didn't know you played the flute. I did not. Uh, it was pretty funny at that one time. Um, well, all right. So since I am the uh, preacher man of uh, Two Guys in a Bottle of Love, and I am the infinite wisdom director, um, I have 11 questions that um, I have come up with, and... Um, I'm not necessarily convinced that I have the answers to these questions. See Would if you, I can help you along. Well, thanks a lot. I, I, you know, I thought you were a good sport, and I thought you'd play along for this one. If, and if I don't, Homer will. <laughs> Alcohol is a way of life. Alcohol is my way of life, and I aim to keep it. Right. Well, to the show that was not uh, supposed to be in this and that, um, I have... Uh, participated in a little bit of alcohol tonight and did some shots and as promised i <laughs> putting out the show tonight is best i can right thank you you can edit or record or don't record but here we go for the top 11 because i know it was like a, a blizzard of oz last week it was <laughs> it was a blizzard of oz oh and, cool you could be in a freak show i know right it's like they can name a carnival after me. Um, so number one on the top eleven of questions with a you know question mark with a S after top eleven questions. Is it okay to still or not or do whatever? You know, I mean, like flip off the police. I know it's not that offensive, but you know, compared to what's going on or whatever. But can you just? 
run around and you, you see a cop or something like that and just flip them off? They'd probably appreciate it if you chose to flip them off instead of hitting them he- in the head with a bottle or, or shooting at them. Or, you know, they, that, that'd probably be more appropriate compared to what they're dealing with these days. Well, that's what that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I mean, where are we at? I mean, like if you're just driving around, you know, in your car and your your vehicle or whatever, and you're going down the road and it's like, you know, flip off a cop. I mean, what are they going to do about that? I still wouldn't recommend. I mean, it. is it? No, I'm just saying, is it that you know, is it that level that we're at? I mean, I mean, I never did it, but I'm just saying. I mean, is it you know? Can you get away with that? I mean, what is what is the what is the charge for flipping off a cop? I don't know that there is one, but I'm sure they'll find something to charge you with if they get pissed off at you. <laughs> okay, well, these are questions that I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just I'm just asking questions, right? So, they, you know, this conversation, I mean, this could take 20 minutes. It could take a half an hour. I'm just these these are questions. I mean, is it okay to flip off a cop? Not in my book. I still have enough respect for him that uh, I wouldn't do it. I'm not, you know what, personally, I'm not going to do it either. I, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, even in my youth or whatever, I mean, for the, for the respect or whatever and this and that and, and you know, some of the stuff that I've been through, I, I just, I don't even think I'd have the balls to do it, you know, back in the day, you know, but as of now, I mean. I mean, that's destroying my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. You know, things have changed or whatever, I mean, but still at the same time, it's like, do you really want to, can you get away with that? I mean, is is it a thing? I don't know. So here's another mystery. Um, if you take a shit on someone else's, like, toilet in their house, I mean, protocol. I mean, let's just say they're running out of toilet paper or, you know, they don't have, you know, bug spray <laughs> or aerosol uh, fragrance to, you know, you just... Like, hey, man, I just, I got to go to the bathroom, um, and you just leave it there. It doesn't matter where you are. I mean, is there is there a protocol to cover up what, you know, let's just say number two, right? Not number one, but number two. Is there a protocol to cover up your smell? Usually, it's, it's, a, it's, it's called a fan. All right, just, so you would leave the fan on. If, if, if that's all there was, you'd just leave a fan on. I right? would. But if there was an aerosol... Uh, type thing you you would spray it right i'd huff it uh, okay and and let's just say you're at the end of the toilet roll and um there's only like three sheets left and then the toilet rolls like five feet away and you gotta would you could you you know i mean is there i'd use their washcloth <laughs> that's all i'm saying uh nobody wants to be in this predicament right you know, I mean, but you got to go. You got to go. I would spray, right? I mean, you would spray. Like if, or would you leave it like horrendous for the next person? Like just. Oh yeah, I just leave it right in the toilet, not flush. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. like, there's certain situations. I mean, I'm a rude it, dude. I know, but it, it, you know, also, I guess it depends on your day, how you feel, what your mood is. I mean, depends on whose house it is, really. And depends on whose house it is, or <laughs> office, or where you're at. I mean, honestly, right? I mean, it would, right? Right. Right. All right. Number three. This pisses me off. Do you have to say bless you every time someone freaking sneezes? Like, every time they sneeze, do you have to say bless you? Let's just say 
the ignorant asshole next to you or whoever that wasn't raised by his mama right, and you're the only one that goes, and you're the only guy that goes, hey, man, bless you. Depends on if they're kind enough to cover their mouth when they sneeze. Thank you. If, but do you say, God bless you, yes. or just bless you? I either say, God bless you, or if they sneeze all over me, I punch them in the face. But every single time that they sneeze. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm not making light. Just, I'm no. just saying. I mean, I got a guy that sneezes like 30 times at work just all the time. I'm like, dude, I just, you know. Where does that liability fall? I give him two. After that, I say, stop it. <laughs> right. You just want to smack him in the face and just like, shut yeah. up. Like, stop sneezing, man, dude. Yep. I'm done. Yep. No more. That's it. Like You're, you're cut off. Like, all right, this is the last time I'm... I mean, is there... Is, is, is What I'm saying is, 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 do you get to that point where it's like, hey, look, man, I'm not saying bless you again. Because I, we've all been there. I give them till about... I usually say, God bless you for the first two. After that, I say, shh. And then after that, about the about the fifth time, if it keeps going, I say, I will pull your goddamn tongue out by the roots. <laughs> and then I'm done. Enough. <laughs> and that's enough. I'm done. There you go. No, I'm just saying, you know. You know. That's my protocol. All right. So we've been in those circumstances. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So, yeah. It's, uh, you know what? It's fun. Um, is it okay in a relationship for... One person to pay all the bills. Yes. <laughs> okay. I. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. There's there's a million different scenarios why that may be right or wrong, but in the basic question you just asked, the answer is yes. And I don't want to get into all the scenarios because there's probably eighteen of them. But sure. The you know the the immediate answer to the question you asked is yes. Okay. Yeah. And with your tremendous deduction of that um, synopsis, um, I can concur with you on that one. And in that in those different circumstances um, at that time. I will concur with you on that, that yes, at the appropriate time, that yes, that is an appropriate um, decision to make. And depending on the circumstances at that particular time. There you go. So, yes. All right. There you go. I just wanted to know if if it was a thing or not. Yes. So, yes. Now, the general... The census says yes, right? Yes. Okay. I I will concur. At a particular point in time that, you know, the situation arises that that, that this is what needs to happen. Yes, it it does happen. Here's the the thing that's going to happen in the near future. Um, I'm very concerned about, and I I don't want our audience to take this lightly, um, as I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm deeply deeply concerned about this and uh i think it needs to you know this is an important question that needs to be you know talked about and uh considering um and like which beer are you gonna drink um no i was more thinking along the lines of uh what's everybody gonna wear for halloween (laughs) 
I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> Boy, did I drag that one out and just took that way too far. You did. You did. I did. Are you wearing a mask? <laughs> Are you wearing a mask for Halloween, dude? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask for Halloween, you sons of bitches. Oh, trick or treat, you motherfuckers. I swear to God. Give me some candy. I swear to God, I'll beat your boyfriend's ass. <laughs> That was kind of fake. Uh, so what are you wearing for Halloween? Are we doing Batman? Were you born a fat, slimy scumbag, you piece of shit? Or did you have to work on it? I worked on it my whole life, man. Tell you what. I got Batman, Joker, and, uh, you know, Robin sitting in the studio right now. Mm-hmm. So guess what we're wearing? We're not going to tell you. <laughs> we're going to dress up like superheroes. Anyway. We having that much fun with my top eleven? I'm just saying. I mean, you guys, you know, I need some input. It's a back and forth thing or something. You know, like the, the, what's everybody wearing for Halloween? What are you wearing for Halloween? What do you think you're wearing for Halloween? Nothing. You, nothing. Ooh, nothing. What a challenge. Did you find one you like? Because you have options. I'm just I, picking one. All right, there you it go. It doesn't matter. I got some. <laughs> I got some Yahoo. Uh, uh, gingerbread, freaking buffalo milkshake, stout, uh, uh, ranch flavored uh, thing that's been sitting in the back of the refrigerator for thirty years. No, only since Christmas. That was oh, that was leftovers from the. Uh, I think there's two left. I think you're drinking one of the two that are left I'm, from the mixture that. Uh, I'm good. Uh, your girl. Got oh. us from uh, the store. That with was, the that, ginger? That's the Rochester Mills uh, mix, the stout it's mix. It's not that we bad. Got for Christmas. It is not bad. It's I can't the... believe the robot bartender went back into that refrigerator and dug out some archive stuff, dude. Yep. Yeah, it's from Christmas. Wow. That is not bad with the ginger. You likey? Me likey, too. All right. <laughs> Me likey. All right. So, anyway, uh, for uh, uh, without further ado, to um you know the uh infinite wisdom director of the uh two guys in a bottle of love um here is your number six do you really need co-workers it depends on your job in my current job yes i i need co-workers um prior to that when i was self-employed i really didn't I I did most jobs on my own, so. Well, it's what I that that I mean. I guess that's kind of where I'm going. Is, is like, can you actually your job? Can you do it yourself, or do you need a coworker to help you do your job? Because if you you know, if you function as a team, you you need and and count on these people to show up to help you make your money for you. But if you can't do your job alone, and you need someone else to help you make that money for you is do you need do you need a coworker, or can you do your job by yourself again it depends on the job and it depends on the thank you yeah it really there's a such a variable there kind of like the uh you know kind of like the other question he asked um very much so in in my particular line of work at this present time um can i i can do my job by myself but but our business as a whole would not function if we did not have the coworkers that do the other parts of the jobs that are done in that office. So precisely. So that's yeah. 
Well, I, I guess that's you know the synopsis of the scenario that I was getting to is so, like you know can you do your job by yourself or do you need a coworker? Yeah, it depends because the current job I'm in right now, yes, we need the team that we have. In my previous job, when I was self-employed and I was a contractor, I did it all. I was sales, I was invoicing, I was you know accounts payable, accounts receivable, I was installer, I was designer. So yeah, all, all right. That, so, so here's my next question. So without your co coworker, you couldn't make any money because you couldn't do your job without your coworker. Correct. <sighs> Tough situation, right? It's very sad. Okay. Well, that's that scenario. So let's get past that one. Okay. And um, you can ponder that one, and uh, we'll get back to that. And we can talk about this at a future rendezvous. I love it. I love our drops. All right. Uh, it, this one's a very simple but complicated um, number seven. Um, cash or credit card? What do you got? Depends. <laughs> Depends. Depends. Um, it depends. Uh, you know, I, I, where, where are we again in this world with cash and credit card? Well, cash still has value to it. So right now it kind of does, you know, cash is, cash is important and cash has always been king and it is from an aspect, depending on what you're paying for it. Now for gasoline, it really don't matter. And I use credit cards for the convenience at the pump for rizzle, my shenizzle, because it's just so much easier and nobody benefits by me going and paying cash. Now, when I have a contractor over to my house next month, I'm probably going to pay do. that contractor cash because he's going to like that better. Kind of. So it just depends on the, the value of the purchase you're making. Well, I'm just trying, I'm, now, I'm trying to figure out that kind of world that we live in. Right now, it, 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 it makes sense. But go five years from now, when our, when our dollar is devalued to next to nothing and cash no longer has value, then it's a whole different scenario. So. And I think that's where we're heading. I think that's a valid point why I bring it up because is 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 cash still king or is you know credit you know the way to go? I mean, how is that world going to function? You know, be, you know, deciphering uh, cryptocurrencies or you know cash or you know just credit. You know? So far, I mean, so far, uh, cash cash is still uh, you know a wonderful thing. But how long will it be? We don't know. I mean, time will tell. On we that. don't know. So, as so, of right now, yes, cash in a lot of situations is the best way to go. Well, I just wanted to bring this up on this topic, I mean, because, you know, in, a, in, in you know, as long as we're doing this podcast, I mean, and we bring this up again, I mean, it might be a different world in a year or very two. Very well could be. So, and I'll give you a very simple scenario because you've done this job, I've done this job, Robot Bartender Outreach does this job. So when you go into a restaurant or a bar and you're <laughs> dealing with a server, How do you that, tip? That, server, that server is much better off if you're giving that server cash. It's just a much better scenario. So now, not, not to say that most times when I go to a restaurant, depending on you know where we go and all those things, many times I will buy my meals in my tab with a credit card. But I always try to make sure that I'm tipping in cash. If I have cash in my pocket, I will I will use the credit card to make the purchase. But what goes as a tip to the to the the server? Sure, but what on personable level does that that reach where it's like there's you know oh you did a fine job and it's like you know here it is you know it's like it, how much do you appreciate that cash versus you know a, a charge tip or whatever I mean is it that impersonable like does it mean sure it is does it mean anything sure does it, it is mean that because much, when that know, card like, that card is run everything is documented everything goes on the books everything. 
everything that you get you get on the on the credit card as far as that all shows up and that's all documented income so when you give a when you give a, a bartender or a waitress cash as a tip that can go in their pocket are they paying taxes on that or, or they don't, have when, to. They don't with, want to that's with their the, choice with the credit card i mean everything's getting taxed Absolutely. you know as far as your tips so i mean that's the uh, you know that that's the uh, that's the uh, point of no return uh, kind of thing. Uh, you know what what is uh, what what's cool and what's not. I mean, what's accepted? What's everybody doing? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm a cash flow guy, and I'll, I'll be it as long as I can. But I understand that there's uh, gold, silver, um, all kinds of other things, crypto, um, different forms of uh, you know things. And Basically, what it comes back to for me is the, you know, you know, kind of the barter system, you know, ish, you know, if you eliminate cash or credit or uh, interest with borrowed money and you owe and you can't pay and you do this and that, you know what, Uh, tit for tat, you know, I'll borrow you my ladder if you can grow me some carrots, you know, I mean, it just. I don't know. Is that the, the where are are we at that tipping point? You know, with it. Not or, yet. I, I don't think we are. I no, mean, I'm saying yet. that. I just wanted to raise that point for awareness. You know, for future reference. And I can <laughs> tell. Reference. And I can tell you right now that um, your your bartender or waitress will like you even more if you start tipping them with gold and silver. So <laughs> just, just, a, just a simple point. Ah, bravo! <laughs> Tremendous deduction, my so, friend, to so. a. Valent point. All right. So this is where we are. Yep. All right. Thank you. Yep. I, I do appreciate you uh, with the Dumonte of the uh, um, the French of the uh, tying up of loose ends. Thank you. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on, my wayward son. All right. So um, here's the thing that has confused me, and we've talked about this quite earlier in the show. Um, as far as Upers, and there, there's a fine line. I think it's called 46 Highway that divides this line. And if you know what I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because if you're on a pool table and you put your money up, money, money breaks past 46 up towards the UP. On the, yeah, on that's the, a northern Michigan thing. It always on, has been. On the south end of things, is if you win the table and your money, you rack. <laughs> and it's just a Michigan thing too. Do you, because do you understand? I mean, I understand it completely because it's that you way down totally south. Totally understand too. that. If and it to is Louisiana, that way. It is that way down south. It is. It's that way in Louisiana and too. Florida too. If you go, if you go to New Orleans, from what I remember, if you go to New Orleans, it's the same way. If you if you win the table, you break. If, if you go north of New Orleans, like uh, in between New Orleans and Baton Rouge to areas like Gonzales and some of those other remote areas, the, 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 the real backwoods areas, and you, and you do it there, money breaks. And that's just, it just, it, it, has, it has to do, it, you know, I, it's I location. It's location. It's it really is. definitely so. 100%. That's the only thing I can think of is it's, it's definitely location. That is the only reason behind it. It's the liberal style and the redneck <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, thank you for clarifying for that. But it is true, man. I mean, you know money breaks and then the winter breaks. I mean, yep. it, it's been, it's, uh, it 
there are lines that are crossed and you cross those lines and you go into some other place that you are not foreign to and that's the way that the rules are that you know and then you try to break those rules and they're like look dude ain't happening you know it happens though i i've seen some uh i've seen some fights over it you know i can't believe the fights honestly over that i've seen over 50 cents for a pool table I am totally innocent of any wrongdoing. Right. And I know these terrible allegations will all be proven false. <laughs> Depending on your location. That's what happened last time Michael tried to play pool. <laughs> oh, man. What else you got? Oh, shit. All right. Well, man, I'm, I'm just trying to prove a point. I mean, it, I'll try to break down in like two seconds. Are straws still a thing? Yes. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Oh, uh, you guys thought I was going to set you up for some long, drawn-out rant bullshit about something, blah, blah, blah. I can't <laughs> take it anymore. All right, listen. Are straws still a thing? It's still a thing. Yes. Seaweed in, in the ocean and straws. They got edible straws. They got these straws. They got this. Speedy Q in Port Huron or Speedway are passing them out, you know, a penny a piece. Doesn't matter. You know, they're still ended up, you know, wherever they go. I don't know. You know, I know California is huge on it and then, you know, all the, you know, uh, coastlines and whatever, you know, with sea turtles and the straws and stuff like that. But sea I have not. Sea turtles use straws? I don't know that they're a big fan of it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they've tried like they, I'm, they got like a thing, you know. In I didn't the ocean know sea turtles where, did cocaine. I, where, I just where never they they seen get that, they so. get in the you know sea turtle circle and they all just like get these straws and six packs and uh, sit around. Throw an eight ball in the middle. And... They throw an eight ball in the middle and huh. it's like, all right, here is another thing that bothers me. Who shot JFK? Stimpy. <laughs> From Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. Was he even born before? How long has Stimpy been around? I mean, did he really do it? I mean, because yeah. I'd be total devastated. You know, I love Ren Stimpy. Yeah, he was actually uh, one of the uh, one of the Brits back in 1862. That. That. Uh, yeah. That, that came got over, into. Yeah, that came over from England. And yeah. he was a spy, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, got in, you know, incorporated into the, you know. Whole, he um, went. He went underground for like, uh, like a, uh, like almost a hundred years. And then he, and, and, and then, then he, he, then he met the, um, the his pet uh, Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. like a wren. You know, yep. like a, a fanged, like a baffled, uh, irritated rabbit, uh, ferret thing. Right. 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 And that was his friend. Right. And then they just decided, you know what? You know, 1964, we're done. Let's just shoot JFK. And that was it. That was and it. They collaborated together, Ren Stimpy. And then they made a show out of it. They they did. They said nothing about these. Have you lost your mind? They said nothing, and they've covered this up for fifty years, and said nothing about the assassination of JFK. And you know, the whole world is sitting there wondering what the frick. And then you just, I just ask you a simple question, and you just lay on me that Stimpy did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stimpy, I'm so happy. Final answer. Final answer. Okay. You know he lost his fart one time. I do. I he, do. he lost his stinky. 
That's that's bad. There was a great episode. Anyway, all right. So we're never gonna find out really who shot JFK. All right. Okay. Number eleven. Unpopular number eleven. Is it okay to tell a black lie? Well, it has to be. Because white's been canceled. Is it okay to tell a white lie? Well, not anymore. Well, I'm just... (laughs) What I want to know is where the color divide goes, where, you know, when you cross the line, when you don't cross the line, I I don't understand. Everything that's been a white line and, uh, or, or, you know, or white this, I... I had to dump three bags of uh, sixty-pound granule uh, uh, sand into a filter, and it said white sand. And I was like, "Do we have black sand?" I mean, I'm like, "Well, it's not even the question of white and black." I'm like, "Where, where's the purple sand? You know, where's the yellow sand? Where's the green sand? I mean, why, why is it always got to be black and white? I mean, it's a thing. It's just so stupid that it's always a thing." With the black and white and the shit. It just doesn't matter. You know, oh, all of a sudden you can't tell a white lie. Oh, you can't tell a black lie. Uh, here, that's it. I'm going to say it one more time. Is it okay to tell a black lie? No. Okay, thank you. And a conversation. What else you got? Oh, yeah. It is time for the joke of the week. Brought to you by Hightower Meats. Get a hold of uh, Mr. Hightower. I, I guess uh, Mr. Hightower, is that what we call him? Affectionately? Sean? Affectionately. At uh, 810-434-6188. And I guess this really isn't a uh, a joke as much this week. It's going to make you laugh a little bit. But this is, uh, this is a uh, this is a little bit of thought for you. Um, expand your mind. How's that? We're going to expand your mind few things I want you to think about here and I and I found this uh, once again in the archives and this and this goes back quite some time but it still rings true but this is uh this is called a question of standards oh more questions. A question of standards. more questions yeah I have some questions for you I like questions so this is a long one so try well, to, well, try to you, hold your responses to a minimum I will uh, but I, you answer my questions so I will do well, respectfully answer or not answer your questions. Well, yeah, let, let's. Uh, this is a long one, but it's a but it's a good one. Uh, um, so, start off here. Does the statement "We've always done it that way" ring any bells? <laughs> so, the U.S. standard railroad gauge, which is the distance between the rails, is four feet eight and a half inches. Exceedingly odd number, right? Why was that gauge used? Well, it's because the way that's because that's the way they built them in England. And England and the English based uh, that on uh, on the English when they built the U.S. railroads. Well, why did the English build them that way? You ask. Because the first rail lines were built by the same people who built the pre-railroad tramways, and that's the gauge they used. You ask, why did they gauge it that oh, way? I, I was, I, I was trying. I was, you know, I was intrigued, but you know, I was in a trance. Be- because the people who built the tramways used the same jigs and the same tools they used for building wagons, which is what they used for the wheel spacing. 
Okay. Okay. So why, why wouldn't it be universal, transusal, you know? So why did the wagons have that particular odd wheel spacing? Well. Well, I guess that kind of is a, you know, why would they Remember, do... we're talking about, we're talking about four feet, eight and a half inches is the spacing. I know, but why, why did, you know, that's the intriguing number, right? Right. Okay. So why did wagons have that particular odd wheel I spacing? would say because, and without further ado, I think that you could lay a body in between those tracks and, you know, get away with it. Nope. Not oh, there yet. Oh, shit. Well, if they tried to use any other spacing, the wagon wheels would break on some of the old long-distance roads in England because that's the spacing of the wheel ruts. Okay. So who built those old rutted roads? Chinese? <laughs> no, I'm dead. Roman war chariots formed oh. the initial ruts, which everyone else had to match for fear of destroying their wagon wheels. Since the chariots, oh, were the chariots. Since the chariots were made for Imperial Rome, Chariots of fire. They were all alike in the matter of wheel spacing. According to Caesar. The United States Standard Railroad gauge of four feet, eight and a half inches, is derived from the original specifications for an imperial Roman war chariot, and bureaucracies live forever. No kidding. So. I am intrigued, man. Like, I am, like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm not done yet. (laughs) I know, but I am so good with this, man. This is is great information. So the next time you are handed a spec and told, we have always done it that way, and wonder why, wonder what horse's ass came up with that, you may be exactly right, because the Imperial Roman war chariots were made just wide enough to accommodate the back ends of two war horses. No kidding. Now, now, the twist to the story, and this gets even better. No, I'm. Let's bring you into the uh, the current age. When you see a space shuttle sitting on its landing pad, there are and and everybody's seen the, the shuttles as they're sitting there on the landing pad, ready to go up. There are two big booster rockets attached to the sides of the main fuel tank. These are the solid rocket boosters, or SRBs. The SRBs are made by Tycho at their factory in Utah. The engineers who designed the SRBs would have preferred to make them a bit fatter, but the SRBs had to be shipped by train from the factory to the launch site. The railroad line from the factory happens to run through a tunnel in the mountains. The SRBs had to fit through that tunnel. The tunnel is slightly wider than the railroad track, and the railroad track, as you now know, is as wide as two horses behinds. <laughs> so, a major space shuttle design feature of what is arguably the world's most advanced transportation system was determined over 2,000 years ago by the width of a horse's ass. And you thought being a horse's ass wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That went full circle. <laughs> Didn't it really? It really did. <laughs> So. You know what? You know, with the, the the brilliant, you know, tremendous deduction of you know, so tell me certain things. So know. tell me, bureaucracy isn't bullshit. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> this. This has to be, you know, this. You know, and where did I start? Does this statement? We've always done it that way, Randy we've, Bells. We've, right, we've always done it that way for right. two thousand years. Here we are. <laughs> 
Oh, just because we yeah. did it. No, yeah. we, we did it We've that always way. done it that way. Yeah, we've always done it that way. Isn't that an interesting <laughs> trace all the way back? I mean, yeah, I, I just, I, I had forgotten about that when I stumbled across it when I was looking for uh, for jokes. It's it's in the joke file, but yeah, I come across that and went, are you kidding me? No, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's tremendous deduction, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, to where we are in modern, you know, uh, civilization. So the know, next time you to, see a railroad there you guy, go. Yeah. ask him why is the spacing on the railroad track? I, does he know? Probably would, not. What do you know? Probably I mean, not. But really? it'd be an interesting question when you talk to a railroad guy. Say, why is the spacing on the railroad track four feet eight and a half inches? Right, and I'd be like, what do you know about NASA? <laughs> Besides, need another seven astronauts. Right. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. That note. Oh no, that was no. Bad. You didn't. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's give might, it up for. Might let, be too soon. I know. Let's just give it up for uh, Jeff Bezos. You know, I mean, in a lot of ways, I know. I don't. I don't like the way he's throwing it out there in everybody's face. And, and he's got you know, like seventeen-year-old and an eighty-seven-year-old out there. Like really. But at the same time. Whatever, I dude. think I think the private technology side of it, the fact that that you know now you've got uh, Bezos and, and well, just because, Branson yeah, and just all of that. Branson jumping. did it a week before, you know, whatever. You know, but it's good stuff because it's going to help. That once it becomes private industry, it's going to well, help evolve in the future. The future of space technology. Now it's going to be the next space race. I know, and and, and to what? have two. Americans doing these things. And it's going to be cheaper for us to do a podcast in space. Well, Lord only knows what the future of telecommunications <laughs> and satellite and all That's of that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we're in it. We're in it to win it, man. We're, we we got the space race, man. It, we got the whole thing, man. Many, we got you covered, man. Many Who, things. Two other better guys than what we're doing right now to cover this stuff, man. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. Many you know, things will evolve out of, man, out of yes, it will. Out of what happened this past two weeks. You know what? With the space you, race, you give anything twenty years, and you watch how much stuff will change. I think. You know, I think this whole take podcast will change. This whole anything can change. The only thing that is permanent on the United States or the world in the universe is change. Change. That's it. It's the only thing that is permanent is change. And remember that. You have to change. You have to adapt or you're going to die. So anyway, when we're in outer space, like I've talked about with those race ships and the things and get the CDs and we did this, you know, it's fictional, non-fictional. It's this and that. You know, Captain Kirk had a freaking thing back in 64 where he was talking, beam me aboard and then ba ba da And then we got cell phones and we got this, you know, modern technology. You know, everything that exists right now, it's already... We're already 20 years in the future. It's already been evolved. It just, you know, when we catch up with it. So, yeah, and who knows? You know, I mean, I mean, five years, ten years from now, you could either get on Bezos' uh, spaceship and fly up there for 1.2 million dollars. I don't know. Or you could just call him up for, you know, for three thousand and say, "Hey, beam me up." Well, if you have, <laughs> I know. But if you got like uh, five thousand in cash and versus, you know, your credits like shit, right? You know, but if you got five thousand in cash. Might get you, might get you up there. Yep, I'm just saying. Yep, credit card versus cash, baby. We'll, well see what happens, baby. Until further detail down the road, we'll. You know what's going to happen further. next because we, we are out. out.